0: welcome to the She Connects podcast. My name is Susan Vanden and I am honored to be your host each and every week. This is an extension of my ministry, She Rises, that allows me to connect with women in the online space. You can learn more about me and my ministry at www.sherisesmn.org or simply tap the link in the show notes. But for now, let's dive into this week's episode. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I am really excited about this week's episode because I think that It's something we don't really hear a whole lot about. As you can tell, the the title of this week's episode is Praise Him in the Hallway. And if you have been joining us the last couple of weeks, you know that we have been in a mini series on change and transition. And in this series, we're talking about those times when you can tell That God is leading you to something new, perhaps closing a door or ending a season of some kind. I know that last week I said we'd be talking about faith has feet, (laughs) you know, putting footsteps toward faithful uh, footsteps toward the new thing that God is maybe doing. But I felt led to record this message. This has been something. That has been stirring in my heart and I um, just have been sitting with it for a few weeks and I felt like the Lord really wanted me to interject this message kind of in the middle of this four-part mini-series that that we're in. It's interesting to me, if you haven't been around me for very long, just a little side note, I am a lover of words. I am a word girl. I love unpacking words. I love looking up definitions. And I don't know, It just for me personally, it helps to kind of expand and and just find the, the deeper meaning. And it helps me to just really capture the heartbeat of what's being said so that I can really just kind of grab everything and plummet the depths of, of what is being communicated. So I looked up the definition of transition. It is this. It's the process or period of changing from one place to another. It goes on to uh, include it's a shift Or the link that is the connecting part. So kind of think in your mind like a bridge, you know, if you're, you know, maybe crossing a body of water, the bridge is what's linking you from this piece of land to that, you know, other piece of land that is on the other side of the water. So it's the bridge, right? You know, have you ever heard of the quote, while you're waiting for God to open the next door, praise him in the hallway? I don't know who said that. I can't give them credit for it. Maybe you know, and you can maybe let me know, but um and nonetheless i think that that quote has been around for a long time i once had somebody had gifted me like a uh home decor type thing a wall hanging that had that quote on it it's familiar i've heard it countless times and i'm sure that you have too but i think that we don't we don't hear a whole lot about when we're in the middle of transition and we can see that god is maybe changing things we don't talk about we don't really hear a whole lot about the hallway, (laughs) that waiting, that waiting place, that in-between place. And that's what I want to talk about in this week's episode, because I think that it's in the in-between space that plays a key role in what God is doing in our lives when he is leading us somewhere new, ending a season or closing a door. It's important that we lean into the transition and be flexible with how the Holy Spirit is leading. Because here's the thing, we don't want to be stubborn people, right? I don't want to be a stubborn person in my faith. And I just feel like that creates a whole other set of problems. (laughs) Um, I've been stubborn in my faith before, and I don't want to be in that place again, because that did not go well. (laughs) But we don't want to be stubborn people. But instead, allow the the complete and perfect work that the in-between place is meant to do in us. There's something that is being further developed on the inside of us. It's, you know, maybe God is working some things out in us. It's a preparation place for sure. You know, when God is bringing us from one place and before he brings us into the new thing that he has prepared for us, it's oftentimes in that hallway, that waiting place, you know, that link between the two, if you will, that something is being worked out and further developed on the inside of us. He's preparing us for something. Maybe it's a, it's a season of refinement and pruning. And, you know, maybe he's wanting to show us something or maybe it's, you know, he's wanting us to really kind of hone in on a specific area of our lives that we can grow and mature in because he knows when he brings us through that next open door, it's going to be vital. It's going to be really important that we have matured and grown and had further development in a, a particular area. So this in-between place, this this place of the hallway, the waiting season is really, really important. And that's what I want to talk about this week. Because here's the thing: how we wait really is important. While we're in transition and waiting, how we wait. Is important. It can create problems if we don't learn to wait well. I don't know about you, but You know, I think back over my last, uh, I think I've been serving the Lord for, I've been a person of faith for 30, 31 years. Uh, I'd have to stop and do the math, but I'm not going to do that right now. But, you know, I think about over these years and, you know, just the different times when I didn't wait well, when I, you know, took matters into my own hands, when I was grumbling or complaining, when I felt frustrated, I just wasn't waiting. Well, and I think that when I look back at those times, I I have to wonder: had I maybe kind of yielded myself a little bit quicker <laughs> to the to that complete and perfect work that is produced in us in that waiting season, maybe I wouldn't have been hanging out in the hallway or in God's waiting room as long as as I did because. I was kind of standing in my own way. I was being stubborn. And so I I thought that I would include a few points that I've learned along the way that God has helped develop on the inside of me to be able to wait well. And and that's really the heartbeat behind this week's episode. And so here are some things that, that I feel like the Lord has taught me in the waiting room, in God's waiting room, that space in the hallway, whatever term you want to use, I guess they can be used interchangeably, can't they? And so I hope that they are helpful for you. I hope that they are tools that you can put in your toolbox. So looking over my notes, I think that I have seven of them. (laughs) Don't worry. Um, This will come to an end, but they're just really good. So number one, our attitude. Our attitude. Remember Back in the Old Testament, the children of Israel. Do you remember them? You remember, um, you're familiar with their story. If you have been a person of faith for any length of time, you probably have heard about them. You probably heard about them if you were a young girl going to Sunday school class. You know, it is just a really popular biblical story that we have learned so much about. We've heard so much about. Your pastor probably has even preached messages or even an entire sermon series on their story. But, you know, the Bible says it would have been an 11 day journey for the children of Israel, but it turned into 40 years. Isn't that astonishing? Clearly, they were not transitioning well, right? you know that they had spent years and years and years as a as a people group being they were they were in bondage to slavery in Egypt and they had spent countless years crying out to the Lord, praying and believing for God to deliver them. And, you know, the Bible says that the cries of, of, of my people have risen up to me. I've heard, and I'm sending you Moses as their deliverer. I'm going to be with you. And you know how that story went. And so, you know, Moses went and And then eventually Pharaoh let them go and, and he, they started the process of transitioning from being in bondage to slavery in Egypt to the promised land that. God had destined for them to live. But an 11-day journey uh, turned into 40 years. And the Bible says that it's their murmuring and their complaining is what caused them to wander in the wilderness. It was their attitude, their murmuring and their complaining. And they were critical of Moses's leadership. They were complaining about the the provision that God was giving to them, you know, like the, the manna and, you know, they were complaining about that. They were complaining about being thirsty and they actually wanted to return to living in Egypt because somehow this group of delusioned people thought that that would perhaps be better for them. And I mean, that's just a whole nother episode that we can talk about and dive into. But I think that this is an area, our attitude that we all have to be careful of, especially if we've been waiting for a long time. Because if we're not careful, bitterness, unresolved anger, resentment, or even blame directed at God can fill our hearts. And so if you're perhaps listening today and you feel like, you know what, I've been in the hallway for a long time. I've been in God's waiting room for a really long time. You know, I kind of Think about how many of us have ever been in the waiting room, like maybe at the dentist office or, you know, the, your doctor's appointment or whatever, you have an appointment somewhere and, you know, you're, you did your best to be on time. You left the house on time so that you could show up. You were early, you checked in, you went through all of the registration process and, you know, you're kind of watching the clock and it's, you know, Five minutes past your appointment time, now it's 10 minutes. Wow, now it's about 20 minutes. Hey, it's a half an hour. I think I'm going to go up to the desk and ask them, What's going on? Did you forget about me? I mean, so if you have been feeling like, I've been waiting a long time and maybe today you feel like those things, just the bitterness and unresolved anger, resentment, or even you just even feel like maybe a little bit of blame, like, you know, like you're just kind of maybe mad at God because you have been in the hallway long enough in God's waiting room for a really long time. Uh, Can I encourage you to bring those things to the Lord? Bring your discouragement, bring your disappointment, bring your frustration to him. I also want to just speak really quickly to maybe the person that's listening today and you maybe feel those things in your heart because you have been in a waiting season, but you didn't necessarily want to be in this season that you find yourself in. So I'm thinking about maybe someone that is listening today that maybe you've been recently laid off. Maybe you have lost your job or there's been some other thing in your life that happened, but it was nothing to do with you. You know, like you didn't provoke the change or something. And now you are in this waiting, this this place of transition, waiting for God to open up the next thing and break through for you. But it's been a long time. It's taking longer than you thought it would for God to open that next, that next door. Can I humbly encourage you, first of all, that God sees you? God hears you. He has not forgotten about you. You know, sometimes when we are in a literal waiting room and we're kind of thinking, man, did the doctor forget about me? Did the, you know, the registration lady at the desk, did she forget I was sitting here? Listen, God is not like man. He does not forget us. He has you on his radar today. He knows exactly where you are. He knows exactly what you need. He knows exactly how to get that breakthrough to you. He knows how to answer your prayer, and he is at work in your life, even when it doesn't seem like it, even if it doesn't feel like it. Trust me, he is at work in your life. Can I humbly encourage you to guard and keep your heart well? Keep open communication with him. Don't shut him out. Don't allow bitterness and unresolved anger, resentment, or even just frustration or disappointment with God and what seems like inactivity on his end to shut him out. Don't shut him out. Don't, don't push him away. Don't stuff those feelings. Instead, keep open communication with him. Bring those things to the Lord and allow him to encourage your heart. Number two, trust. Trust will help us to wait well while we're in the hallway. God has a faithful and long track record of coming through for his people, You know, can I humbly encourage you to to maybe sit down, uh, allow yourself some time to recall what He's done for you in the past. How has He answered your prayers in the past? How has He broke through for you in the past? How has He provided for you in the past? How has He shown Himself strong and true and faithful in your life in the past? Feed your faith with those things, call them to mind and feed your faith with those things because God has a successful track record. Recall those things and and, and remind yourself and speak to your faith that, you know what, that God who broke through for you and provided for you in the past and brought you through in the past, in those really difficult and challenging seasons of, of your past, those those other situations, is the same God that is at work in your life today. He changes not. He doesn't change his mind. He is faithful. He is true. He is steadfast. And he is at work in your life. Number three, honor. Honor how God moved in your former season. For example, I think I shared a little bit in a couple of episodes ago that I I can sense that God is changing some things in my ministry. She rises. And some some things are changing. He's doing some new things, and you know the Lord has really encouraged me to, it to really give some thought and and really place some emphasis on this third point of honor, and and so how that looks for us is look you know. Honor what God did in the past. Um, it really is kind of connected to this last, the last point that we covered, um, point number two is trust, but honor, praise the Lord, thank Him for what He did for you in the past, in that past season. So for me, for example, with She Rises, God, I just want to say thank you, Lord, you have allowed me to be a part of this She Rises ministry. You have allowed me to birth this this dream that you placed on the inside of me. And and you have allowed me to watch you touch women's lives, women who have given their their hearts to you for the first time, made first time decisions for you, Jesus, come to salvation. Women who have been awakened in their faith for um, maybe the first time or reawakened, you know, in their faith. If maybe they felt a little discouraged in their faith. They've been awakened to purpose. They've been aligned to kingdom principles and activated in their purpose and and in the gifts that that have been lying on the inside of them. Women who have been baptized in the Holy Spirit, just a lot of far-reaching impact that I can look back over the last few years and just honor what God has done. Honor and just be grateful for how God has moved. Honor, honor how God has moved in the past seasons of your life. Honor, honor him and honor what he has done. Number four, understand that God's grace has lifted on that former season, but it has not lifted on you. That's really important that we differentiate those two things it becomes kind of kind of cloudy when we start to think that god's grace is uh, god's favor god's blessing is only upon us when we're doing that, whatever that would be for you. In other words, so like maybe in that former season, that that God's grace and blessing and favor, God's anointing is only upon you in that former season. But God's grace and favor, blessing and anointing is also going to go with you in what's next, what he has for you in the next season. It isn't just contained in your former season because your future isn't in your past season. That's really important that you understand that. Your future and God's blessing, God's favor and God's grace, while it may have lifted from that past season, it isn't lifted upon you as as a woman of God, as a woman of faith that's going to go with you and be upon you in your next season. So make sure that you don't get those two things mixed up. Number five, Soul ties. Have you ever heard of that term? Soul ties. That essentially just kind of stripping that back and taking the confusion out of that. Soul ties is when we feel like our identity somehow is attached to what we were doing in that former season. So, like maybe, maybe you're someone that is transitioning from. Working, and you are, you know, you're looking at retirement, and you feel like, wow, I've been working all of my life. I've been. And, you know, for example, maybe you have been in a management role or you've been a school teacher or you've been whatever, you know, for a really long time. And now you know that that season is coming to an end and you are transitioning into the next season of your life. Well, if you begin to adopt that I am whatever role that was, we have a soul tied to that and we begin to confuse our identity and associate our identity in other words who we are as a as a woman of God can and that it's connected to a particular role or a station in our lives. only identity isn't what you do. <laughs> it is not what you've done it's who you are in him and that never changes. so you can be a person in the workforce, And then be a retired person, and your identity doesn't change because it's not your identity isn't attached to what you do for a living or whatever, just whatever your situation might be, your identity. Is who you are in him. And that isn't determined on filling a particular role or how old you are, how much money you have in your bank account, where you live, you know, who who you're in a relationship with. Maybe you're someone who has recently gone through a divorce, you know, or I'm just thinking about all these different these different scenarios to encourage you that your identity is not attached to. Anything on this side of heaven, because anything on this side of heaven is subject to change. Your identity is found in Jesus Christ, the one who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he never changes. And because he never changes... Your identity never changes. Number six, timing. We kind of touched on that a little bit earlier. See how these are all kind of, there's like a common thread in all these, isn't there? But I love that we're just kind of unpacking all this and really talking about this in a kind of in a more in-depth way, kind of in a practical way too. But number six, timing. Don't allow what feels like inactivity on God's part to force you to take matters into your own hands man, how many of us have done that? I'm over here raising my hand. (laughs) Um, uh, I don't think it's my own sad story. I think that we we all can share a story or two about that, right? Uh, and certainly, we live in a culture that is really driven toward speed and efficiency, and we're used to drive through everything, right? Or click of a mouse, or you know, all of you know, just having things at our fingertips. Only it's important to understand that God doesn't work for Amazon, and our transition from point A to point B doesn't arrive through Amazon Prime, (laughs) right? And so it's important that while we're in the hallway, while we're in God's waiting room, that we don't take matters into our own hands. Remember when I was talking about the journey from Um, for the children of Israel from, you know, Egypt into their promised land. When you look at Numbers chapter nine, verses 17 through 23, I don't have time to get into all of that right now, but God, God led them by a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. this was a massive amount of people, this isn't just, you know, you have to remember that he really needed to be able to lead them in a way that would get their attention and that it would be seen by. A massive amount of people. This is like hundreds of thousands of people that were being led, um, that were transitioning from Egypt to the promised land. This is much more than church attendance or, you know, like a, a life group or even, you know, a football stadium. This is a massive amount of people. And God chose to lead them by a cloud by day and by a pillar of fire by night. And it's interesting that in Numbers chapter 9, verses 17 through 23, And I think it's the last two verses there, 22 and 23. It says that whether they were there two days in that in a particular location on their journey, whether they were there two days, a month or a year, they didn't move until the cloud moved. I love that. Oh, man. You know, it really reminds me, Susan, take your hands, take your hands off of this and stay focused on the Lord, and trust God's timing. He knows what he's doing. He hasn't forgotten about me. Resist the urge. Resist the temptation to take matters into your own hands. You know that you have done that before, and it didn't go well, and it just kind of delayed a few things. (laughs) Um, And so remember how God has come through for you in the past. See how I, you know, so I'm just kind of letting you in on what I do when I'm in my own waiting season. I'm reminding myself, I'm speaking and encouraging my own faith and, and just really focusing on the Lord and his faithfulness in my life. All right. Point number seven, and I don't know, maybe this one should have been the first one, but whatever, you can reorder them however you want. But number seven is praise. Remember that quote I, um, I mentioned earlier, while you're waiting for God to open the next door, praise him in the hallway. You know what? Yes, all the time. Praise Him all the time. That should just be an ongoing, whether we're in our sweet spot or we're in the place, then that next place we've walked through the next door or we're in the hallway, right? We should be people of praise. Don't stop praising. Don't stop your praise while you're waiting because it will keep you focused on the Lord. It will keep your focus on the Lord. It will keep your attention and your gaze fixed upon Jesus. A couple of episodes ago, really when I kind of opened up this mini series, I highlighted Isaiah 43 19. And it says, Don't remember the former things nor consider the things of old. See, I am doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? Well, you just heard me say, honor, honor what God has done. Recall, um, you know, feed your faith on, on how God has come through for you in the past. Do a good job in honoring the past. And then I just read here out of Isaiah 43 that tells us don't remember the former things or consider the things of old. So how do we, how do we marry those two things? well i think that i think that really what is being communicated here is there's a place of honoring and keeping close to your heart god's faithfulness in that former season but don't get stuck there don't get stuck there in other words don't dwell in the past because remember what what i just mentioned earlier your future isn't found in your past your future isn't found in your past. So there's, there's this beautiful marrying that needs to take place in that waiting season of honoring what was while at the same time not dwelling and allowing ourselves to get stuck in what was because that's not our future, right? Right. All right. So, you know, I mentioned we kind of talked a little bit about uh, a not so great example, but an all too familiar example of transition. And we looked at how the children of Israel were not transitioning well, and we can all relate, right? How many times have you and I found ourselves kind of grumbling a little bit, kind of complaining and like, when God, when, and how come you haven't yet? And getting just kind of, unsettled in our in ourselves and I've been there many times but I I wanna also before we, wrap up this week's episode, I just really felt like I would be remiss if I didn't also highlight a really powerful example of a group of people who transitioned really well that we can glean a lot and apply to our own lives, our own faith. I think that there's a lot of biblical examples that we can look at of of people who had to let go of the old to lay hold of the new thing that God was doing. But I, I really just... I want to highlight the early church because in my own personal devotions i've been spending a lot of time in the book of acts which is in the new testament and it it records the days of the early church and man you talk about a people group who transitioned well and and really left us such a powerful example that we can apply to our own lives because here here's the thing they transitioned from having jesus with them physical physically you know like in body in you know like in the natural to having to apply their faith to believe his promise that he said in John's gospel chapter 28, verses 19 and 20. And that's the two scripture verses that, you know, is often referred to as the Great Commission, where he says, go therefore and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And lo, I will be with you always. Well, he was going to be ascending to heaven. He wasn't going to be walking the earth anymore. His earthly ministry was coming to an end. And so he was commissioning them and reminding them that, you know what, I'm not going to be with you in bodily form like you have been used to over, the you know, just these few years of my earthly ministry, but I promise I'm not going to leave you. And so we see this this group of people, the early church, having to transition and begin to live life differently and just walk out their faith differently. Acts chapter one and verse eight, he says, you know that you are going to receive the Holy Spirit and He's going to be your helper. He's going to empower you and equip you to fulfill all that God has for you. I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but he does talk about in Acts chapter one, verse eight about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Well, my question then is, what if the early church hadn't transitioned well? You know, what if they just simply could not let go of of how they once were living their lives and how they once walked out their faith? What if they were clinging to the past? I don't think that they would have been able to lay hold of the new. I don't think that they would have been able to really step into everything that God had for them because they were dwelling in the past and if they had to let go and, and instead just kind of did that beautiful marrying if you will you know honoring how Jesus was with us how how we once walked with him physically how we had a you know an upfront up close uh, interaction with him in that way and now I'm going to walk with him in this way and I'm going to experience him and encounter him in new, in fresh ways. And he's still going to be with me. He's still going to speak with me. He's still going to walk with me. And through his Holy Spirit, he's going to empower me and equip me to continue to move forward into all the things that God has for us. What a powerful example of transitioning well. Oh man, I just I love that and it it just really spurs me on. It champions me forward to want to be a woman of faith who transitions well, who trusts the Lord that if He's bringing an end to something, that He knows what He's doing and that He has something ahead for me. And so I'm gonna I'm going to apply these seven points that that I just went through so that I wait well and and so that I can enter into the new thing that that He has. And you know I think that I think that. Even Even just present day here, uh, you know, if we're just going to talk in a practical way, so many so many people are. Wanting to go back to the way life was before 2020 and the pandemic and all of that. Listen, we need to be people who are willing to let go of that because we're not going back to that. I just don't I just don't believe we are going back to that. God is God is taking us somewhere new. He is doing a new thing. He is at work and we have to be willing to let go of what was to lay hold of the new thing that God is doing doing. I don't know. I mean, I just am hearing some really powerful testimonies of how God is moving in this hour that we're living in. There's just been this great outpouring of His Holy Spirit. Man, I, I'm hearing about just several testimonies of salvations. I I know of three just really powerful prayers of, of, of salvation. Just recently in, in the last month, I've been hearing testimonies, people that I know that are experiencing physical healings in their body, just outpourings of the Holy Spirit, people being filled with the Holy Spirit. And I mean, just, just this huge outpouring. I just feel like we're standing underneath an open heaven. And yeah, are times tough and times and uncertain? Most definitely. And yet I, I just really believe that we also see what God promised that he would do in the latter days, which we are living in, right? We're living in the latter days, the end times. We are living in that. And yet he says, I will pour myself out that things are going to change quickly and I'm going to move powerfully. I'm going to pour out my spirit. And we are, we are seeing that there is a great, I believe that there's an even greater move coming and an even greater outpouring of his Holy Spirit. And so I don't want to be someone that is, is clinging to what was you know because god is is clearly doing a new thing and leading us in a new way. So, I hope that this was encouraging to you. I hope that even maybe one of those points were something that you needed to hear today. I would love to hear from you. Leave me a comment. Thank you for all of the all of the lovely reviews and and you know what, even if you don't feel led to leave a comment in a review, did you know that just adding some stars to the podcast, that that is actually a review. And for all of you that have been willing to do that, I just want to say thank you to you. That means so much to me because here's the thing. It's not about me. It's not about puffing me up, but the more reviews, the more stars that the podcast has, just kind of algorithm and how that works In, in the technology world, it helps other women find the podcast. And so I just want to reach more people. I want to encourage women. I want to champion them forward as much as I can. I love connecting with women here in the online space. So before I let you go, I just want to give you uh, just a few little announcements here. You know, if you aren't aware, yes, the cat is out of the bag. I have been pursuing certification as a life coach. And man, you talk about transition. If, If you are someone that you know is feeling stuck in the past or stuck in an old wound or a narrative that you just can't seem to break out of, it is time for you to transition from that into the new, into the healthy and free woman of God, that He created you to be. And I would love to come alongside you and help you with that. So stay tuned for more information on how, on how you can work with me. Uh, I'm We're making some updates to the website so that you can sign up for that. And I just would love and honor to be a part of your life in that way and journey with you from what was into the new that God has for you. And if you are looking for a late year uh, conference to attend. I am honored to be speaking at the upcoming Pursuit Conference in Albert Lee, Minnesota on November 4th and 5th. Uh, I'll be speaking on identity as something that I am very passionate about. So if you are interested in that, the links for everything that is going to help you stay in the know, um, they're in the show notes. So make sure that you're paying attention to the show notes. And I'm also going to be uh, leading a Bible study here soon, an online Bible study. It will be free, but you will need to register for it. So that but you can get the link to join me um, online i want to i want to help people understand the times that we're living in through a biblical lens because what i what i'm seeing is people are are afraid they feel gripped by fear they feel just really insecure and and just really uncertain about the times that we're living in and so i want to help people be encouraged and feel stronger in their faith that God is in control and actually everything that we see unfolding in our world is actually in the Bible. They're they're a part of the end times. And so when we look at the things in our world, the events that are unfolding economically, wars and rumors of wars, natural type things, um, I don't know if you're aware, but there's been huge earthquakes happening around the world, uh, just all of these different things, all of the unrest, all of the, lawlessness and all these different different things that are happening not only here in America but around the world if we can understand them through the biblical lens I think that that will encourage your faith so stay tuned for that and then also stay tuned for more information on upcoming events that I'll be hosting She Rises will be hosting uh, in 2023 so a lot of stuff going on and if you want to stay in the know you want to stay abreast to uh, what is going on, you want to stay connected, you want to know the dates and maybe um, attend something and, and you're not on my email list, I email that out once a month. Get on the email list and uh, I will keep you updated that way. You can just click the link in the show notes, uh, sherisesmn.org. Reach out to me using the contact page and you know express your interest to be added to the email list and um, we will do that that and you'll be hearing from us shortly. So pay attention to the show notes. All the links are in the show notes if you want to uh, look up more and gain more information that way. But anyway, I hope that this was encouraging for you. I'm believing in you, believing for you. Again, God has you on his radar. He is with you and he is at work in your life right now at this very moment. All right, champion you for Forward, and I look forward to connecting with you right back here next week. Have a great rest of your week. Take care. Love you guys. Thank you so much for joining me this week. It was great connecting with you. Hey, would you do me a quick favor that would mean the world to me? Would you go ahead and leave a few stars and a review or even a comment? It not only means so much to me, but in the online space and the podcasting world, the more stars reviews and comments that a podcast receives, the further the reach. It ranks up a little bit higher in Google searches, which then results in reaching more women with this amazing content. So if you are blessed and enjoying, you know, just the content that you are hearing here on the podcast, Would you go ahead and leave a few stars, a review, and some comments? It means the world to me. Thank you so much, and I'll catch you right back here, same place, same time, next week.